I'm Laura Zam, and this is Sexual Healing Central. Today, we are talking to Kaylin McDuff, and she is going to tell us and teach us how to get into our desire. Hi, Laura. Hi, Kaylin. How are you? So glad to have you here. Yeah, I'm I'm doing great. Saturday morning over here in LA. <laughs> Thank Yay. you for having me. Beautiful. So glad you can make it early time your time and I love your I love your walls. You're really <laughs> saturated. You're saturated walls. So gorgeous. <laughs> you know, that was a desire-based decision. <laughs> Like, it doesn't make too much sense to paint the entire office of a place that I'm renting. And that was my desire. So I just followed it. Awesome. What a great, what a great way to start our interview. So Kaylin, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself to, to our guests. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I am known as the Working Woman's Pleasure Guide. And um, the thing I love most in the world is to support women who are spending all their time in their heads, working too damn hard. I help them get into their bodies so that they can lead lives that are based in desire and pleasure. So I have a, uh, a women's community um, called Cocoon, where we do this work deeply in sisterhood. I also work with women on a one-on-one basis. And then I have my own podcast, uh, which is called Any Way You Want It, <laughs> where we have all the conversations about desire and sexuality and just like the experience of allowing and opening rather than efforting in your life. Beautiful. I love that. I love the contrast in this word, efforting. Wow, Mm. that's really powerful. That's really evocative. So can you tell us how you got into this work? Yeah. Um, I think this work was just bound to find me at some point. You know, it was like, it was a matter of time. Um, But I really, um, you know, at the age of 32, I had never had an orgasm. If you can imagine that, ladies. (laughs) And, um, and I, it's also like, I was looking around at my life and realizing I'm like, I just, I don't really have all the pleasure that I want. You know, I was covering my body up with scarves and, you know, there was just a way where I was this bright creature in the world that was sort of covering up my sexuality and my sensuality, because it was buried under so many layers of shame. So this came at a time um, when I had actually already started building a coaching practice, you know, and I was pretty successful. And I got to this place where I had created everything that I said that I wanted. (laughs) And I had left my corporate job. And, you know, I'm sort of looking around at my gorgeous, like one bedroom apartment in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn, you know, I had made it. And then I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I woke up one day, couldn't feel my left arm, had blurred vision in my left eye. And 
I really sort of lost it. Like I felt broken. I felt insane. And it was like that pattern with my body was coming up again. And I had to face it head on, you know, because I had never had an orgasm. It was like, I was carrying around this story that my body was broken. And then with the MS diagnosis, it was like a double whammy. And, you know, in that time, as painful as that time was, you know, and as lost as I felt, I, it opened up a moment of clarity for me where I just said, wow, like I deeply desire to have an orgasm. And so that sent me, and that was about four years ago. And um, so that sent me down a whole path to really start looking at that and, you know, receiving touch that felt safe on my body, you know, and and going slow, um, receiving the sensation on my clitoris, you know, thawing out my body being in relationship with other women who were turned on, you know, and, and I found a practice called, um, which many of my you know followers know about, which is orgasmic meditation. I know. Yeah. And it, it's actually, there's a segment in my book because I, I, I also did orgasmic meditation, but, uh, but most people don't know what it is. So maybe you yeah. can tell us what that is. Yeah. So orgasmic meditation is a partnered consciousness practice. Um, And so there's a strokey, that's the person with the clitoris and a stroker. The strokey receives, you know, basically it's a 15 minute practice and it's, it's a practice like you would, you know, meditate or do yoga. You know, it's, it's very intentional. It is not sex. Um, and it's based on really clear agreements about, okay, here's exactly what, what's going to happen. So as, as the, the person with the clitoris, you know, like, oh, okay, I've agreed to this and you can feel safe because you're, you're in agreement with your practice partner about exactly what's going to happen. And then it's quite simply clitoris stroking, just like this, very slow. Well, it doesn't have to be slow, but it starts slow. <laughs> And it's really in resonance with wherever your body is, right? So if your body goes faster, then it could be a faster stroke. And it's as gentle as you would touch an eyelash. And so through that practice, uh, oh, and there's also no goal, right? So the intention is just to connect and feel sensation, And there's no goal of, oh, we have to have an orgasm or, you know, it has to be a certain way. It's just like you as the person with the clitoris, you just lay open your legs to receive. And so this was really the beginning of my awakening. And then, you know, from there, it's like I I got got to open a whole new world of my sexuality. Once I realized like, oh, like it could just be a game. I could just play here. I don't have to have a goal. I can actually say whatever I desire. You know, that was sort of the beginning, but then it just opened up this whole world for me of exploration and really being able to communicate with my partners about what I desired. Right. Beautiful. So beautiful. And we probably should mention that 
the person who developed this, created it, Orgasmic Meditation, Nicole Daydone, she has a really good book that describes yes. this called Slow Sex. And we can put that in the show notes. And uh, and then there are communities where people gather and they they practice this together. In full disclosure, Kaylin, I had a bad experience with orgasmic meditation with oming, but I think it, I didn't feel safe, but I think it had to do with the particular community. So, um, but what it raved, but I know many, many people, especially a lot of people with sexual trauma who have really been healed by this. So what it brought to my mind was that we can trust our gut in terms of what is going to be good for us and what may just not be for whatever reason, not just right for us. And it sounds like that's what was happening, right? For you, that you were there and it's like, this is exactly what I need. And so I like to point that out because I'm exposing people, I'm sure you are too, through your podcast to all kinds of different options. But ultimately, we need to really just tap tap into ourselves to see what is our truth. I know everybody else is having a great time here, but is this right for me? And everybody hates this, but I really am drawn to it. Trust that. Yeah, totally. I deeply, deeply feel the same way, you know, and um, I, (laughs) the way I think about myself as a practitioner in the world is like, I've gone pretty deep down quite a few rabbit holes. You know, I, I play in in the, the BDSM world, you know, as a submissive as well. Right. And um, this is not some I don't require that my clients uh, practice orgasmic meditation or that they become a submissive or that they, you know, have other, you know, fetishes like, you know, I'm not attached to whatever, you know, the women in my circle want to like dive into. But for me, I find like, oh, I follow the things that feel really true in my body. And then if I'm willing to to honor that and own that and create my own safety there, then I can support women to do the same thing, to, to follow whatever you know, whatever they're curious about, you know, whether it's going to a dungeon or going to a cuddle party, you know, I'm just like a yes to whatever your exploration wants to be. Right, right. And this is a good segue for us to what are the main issues that your clients are facing? Yeah, so I I have, um, I think, a special knack for drawing in women <laughs> who are who have spent a lot of time in their masculine energy, mm. you know? So that, and what I mean by that is that um, they've been, you know, high performers and driven and goal oriented and like, go, go, go. And, you know, they might be really good at making spreadsheets and PowerPoints and, <laughs> you know, having the t- perfect to-do list and all their ducks in a row, you know? And oftentimes they work in masculine environments too, you know, so like banks and insurance companies and Mm. consulting and, um, you know, and and that's not, not exclusive because I also get, you know, a lot of like coaches and healers and, you know, all sorts of women, but a lot of women, you know, are are in masculine environments and where it feels like there's no space to bring your feminine voice and your feminine presence. And so what I find is that oftentimes when women come to me, they're a little bit frozen, 
which, as you know, is just trauma, you know, from something that happened likely in their childhood where they learned like it wasn't safe mm-hmm. to bring out who they are as a feminine being. Yeah. You know, and so they can't fully feel their desire. They're like, I'm interested in a desire conversation, but where the hell do I even start with this? You know, and they might not also be able to feel everything in their body. You know, they're like, I don't know, sex. Like, I want to go deeper with that. I want to, but like, I don't know how, you know, so it's sort of this feeling of, they can usually remember a time when they felt their life force mm. in them. And usually that was, for most of us, that was like some, at some point in our childhood, right? This like childlike joy that we felt. We can all remember a time like that. And then 20, 30 years later, we're looking around in our life thinking, like, where did my joy go? Where did my life force go? And I also find they're like lying to themselves some of the time like oh it's fine oh right 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 it's fine you know I guess this mm. is just I guess this is just how it's supposed to be I'll, you know I'm I'm sort of set in my life and maybe I'm in this marriage that feels kind of dead or this job that feels dead and uh, it's it's fine and that is numbness which is caused by trauma. Right. Wow. That's a good segue for us as well, because my next question was going to be, what does sexual healing mean to you? Ah, I love this question. (laughs) Sexual healing is a full body experience. And... It is leaning into all the places in your body and in your spirit where you are terrified. It's actually being willing to go deep into all the things that that you are scared of. And I want to make a distinction, you know, because I think you can he- you can create sexual healing through darkness or shadow work, right? Or you can create it, you can also create it through light work. And I, and I think you need both. And, you know, light work is really about saying, okay, there's a pain here. What are all the resources and love and support that we want to bring to this pain, you know? Uh, so that's like, you know, therapy is a great example of light work. And then shadow work is saying, there's a pain here. Let me go all the way into that. Let me move that through my body. And then it comes, it's, that is alchemy. Right. And you can actually use that as fuel. So I think you need both. And for me, the richest sexual healing that I have had is in the darkness in going into my deepest fears. Right. You know, I'm a I'm a slut. I'm a whore. I'm a fraud. I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. I'm a failure. I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. All of those beliefs going 
all the way down with them. You know, you raise such fascinating issues about the way that there can be pain, obviously, and intensely associated, let's say, with memory, with traumatic memory, traumatic experiences. And 81% of women, by the way, have had some kind of experience with sexual misconduct, street harassment, groping, sexual assaults, childhood sexual abuse, on and on and on. So there's a lot of trauma there. And we can have, as I said, that pain, but what you're really bringing to light, so to speak, right, is <laughs> yeah. how right how there can be this other pain that really gets layered on that has more to do with our feelings about ourself, our, our self-worth. And sometimes that's the deepest, darkest, most intransigent pain is those feelings, those feelings of self-blame or those feelings of being unlovable, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so I just, I love the way that you're really getting in there with this maybe lesser known kind of pain that can be associated with with trauma. Yeah, well, and thank you for that. And, you know, the way I think about it is like 81%, I didn't know that stat. I'm surprised it's not even higher, you know? I think it's, I think it's, it's low. I I really think it's low. I think it's more like 98% actually. Yeah, I, Mm -hmm. I I agree. But it's sort of like, we have that experience, right? And then our mind creates a story to go along with it, you know? So, so that I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I'm, my favorite one, I'm a piece of shit, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, and it's all it takes is that one incident and then that thought pattern that we create and then we carry that in our body. Yes, definitely. Forever, unless, you know, like you and I have been uh, doing for years, like unless we're really willing So take a look at that and move it through our body and and have a huge release. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I I look and sound like an animal sometimes with some of the stuff I do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move it through our bodies. And also, I just will add this point because I I work with many clients and that was my experience as well. There, There can be functional issues that can be associated with this. So sometimes it's not only, although, you know, I'll say yes and, not only yeah. moving things through, but also getting checked out and seeing if there might be something like overly tight pelvic floor muscles can be a really common way that women might hold on to some kinds of fear or trauma. And, uh, and, and the release of that is not psychological, but it's got to be physical retraining of those muscles. But this part can get very disconnected if somebody is like in now a realm, a medical realm, this this part that you're talking about, which is so important to get in there and to understand and move through these emotions, process them, integrate them. Beautiful. So you've got some tips for us, right, in terms of how people and women in particular can get into their desire, right? Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, the thing I want to say about this is that when I say desire, people have all sorts of thoughts about like what that is and what that means. And um, 
desire is not something I take lightly, you know? It, it can be very simple, right? But desire requires deep responsibility for you to own your desire fully. It takes something. And so one of the first tips that I will give is that desire starts with you getting into your body. That's what creates spaciousness because desire is something that unfolds It's not something that you can grab or effort towards like we talked about in the beginning. You have to create that space. So getting into your body, like this could just be 10 minutes of like turning on some music and jamming out or like creating, like for me, when I am cleaning up my kitchen or when I'm gardening, right? I'm actually intentionally getting into my body. You know, I'm playing a little bit of music and like feeling the way that I like to move. And um, the meditation is another great way to get into your body. So, you know, choose choose your avenue, but that is the, um, the most important thing. Desire comes from the feminine and the feminine lives in our body. Such great advice. What's the second point? So the second part is tell the truth. And what I mean by that is this first starts with telling the truth to yourself. So oftentimes I see desire get confused with what I call compensatory desire. Hmm. Compensatory desire is like all the shoulds. Oh, I should go to that wedding because I was invited. I should say hello to that person. I should text that person back. I should, you know, we're just, we're in such a world of shoulds. But if we were being really honest with ourselves, we don't actually want some of those things that we think we should do. Right. <laughs> And so, you know, The second part of this is being honest with others, right? And actually sharing your true desire. But it has to start with you being honest with yourself. <laughs> What do you desire? What do you not desire? And, um, and sometimes your desire is not going to make sense. It's not going to be pretty. It, it just might not look the way that you want it to. You know, sometimes I'm attracted to somebody and I'm like, but they're not the kind of partner that I said I wanted, but I'm wildly attracted to them. That's desire. And I have to be honest about that. Yeah. Is there any question you use sometimes? Like if you're not sure, the question you pose to yourself? I'm curious. Yeah. What I like to do is actually just center myself in my body and ask the question, is this true? The other question I ask is, am I trying to get this so that I can get something else? <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's deep. And if I am like trying to get something to get something else, that's manipulation. Mm. That is not desire. Right. Desire is effortless. It opens. You just get to receive it. Hmm. It shouldn't feel hard. It shouldn't feel, it's not a strategy. It's 
not a strategy. It's just something that's, wow, wow, I love that. That's great. So what's the third tip you have for us? Yeah. So the third tip I have is to open to receive. So it's, um, you know, half of it is just being able to express your desire, right? Like when I first start working with women, that's such a a big one to just like really open to say your desire. But then once you actually um, are, you know, it's on its way to you, there is an art in like really opening your body fully. You know, this is like... I just felt so, it. I just felt it, Kayla. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, love it. So, like it is the difference. I like to use a glass of water as, as an example. It is the difference between someone handing you a glass of water and you say, thanks. Right. You saw that. Uh-huh. And thank you. Wow. Wow. So you can see the difference there and um, you can practice this with everything. I was just thinking you could practice it with everything, right? Because there are emails, there are phone calls. Somebody's handing you <laughs> a cup of coffee at the, at the coffee shop. Just allow yourself to slow down and fully receive, you know? And then if you can do that, that actually opens you up to receive more, right? you know, wow. but like women who come to me and who like aren't making the kind of money that they want to make. I'm like, this ain't about the money. This is about you opening to receive and your belief around what you are worthy of receiving. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It That's gets back that- into that pain over there. Right. And yeah. that those, those self-esteem issues. Uh, exactly. Yeah. That's all that like, in ter- you know, in terms of the money we receive from our careers, the love that we receive from our partners, the love that we receive from our friends, our family, the resources that we have around us, you know, mm. uh, it is all just a reflection of how much can we open to receive. And this, again, is something that we can practice all day long. I just love that. And the, the way you demonstrated that was just perfect. Anytime something's coming in, just take that moment. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'm just, I'm just reflecting back how I processed it. So, so jump in if I get it wrong. But anytime something is given to you that you take that moment, you really savor the receiving of it and, and feel yourself maybe melting into it. I don't know, relaxing into the gift, right? The gift of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is melting in. It is relaxing. And it is, it's opening and revealing. Mm. That is like, it's a surrendered position. Wow. And it is that what women don't, most women, I think, don't understand is that is where our power lies. In the surrender yeah, right. Because we're we're taught the opposite from a certain yeah. feminist perspectives are like, no, 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 you've got to, right, you, to go. go. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like deeply why I am not a feminist. Mm. 
Right. You know, like I totally believe in women's rights and women's power and, you know, all of that. Like, I'm like, I want women to be big in the world, Mm -hmm. but the avenue through which we do that, I don't believe is through resistance and fighting for it. Yeah. Well, I think feminism can be broad, but that is often the way it's interpreted, which is not really allowing this like uh, like a full experience of, of living, you know, that yin and that yang, that passive and the something more active, aggressive even. Yeah. yeah. So, so fascinating. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. And I'm just thrilled. I'll have in the show notes how people can get in touch with you and find out about all the things that you're doing. Is there anything in particular that's coming up that you want to just mention here before we close? Yes, absolutely. So I recommend anyone who's interested, follow me on Instagram. You'll It'll be in the show notes, I assume. Kaylin McDuff. That is the one-stop shop for most of what I put out there. And then in May, I have an experience, a new experience that I'm launching. It's called The Awakening. (laughs) And it is going to be a month-long experience for women who want to turn on, get into their bodies, and get into their desire inside of community. I'm calling it the awakening because because it's literally like you have to wake your body up Mm. to be in your desire. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So people can take a look. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's beautiful. And then they can find that and find their own awakening, hopefully. Beautiful. All righty. Well, thank you so much, Kaylin. This has been such a fun conversation and you have now like shifted my entire day (laughs) and my life in terms of how I want to, right? Just receive all those gifts all day long. This has been, uh, the whole interview has been a gift. So I I really thank you. Thank you for the work that you do in the world and uh, for what you stand for and the space that you hold it is uh, just gorgeous. You're such a gift. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, we'll see you next time on Sexual Healing Central. 